This is Because I Want To, November Edition. Hello, and welcome to Because I Want To, where we talk about whatever we want to. I'm Sarah. I'm Lindsay. And welcome back (laughs) on this fucking joyous day. What a glorious day indeed. Indeed. Today, we say, well, we're not saying goodbye yet, but we are informed that we get to say goodbye to the Cheeto in office, (laughs) Mr. Trump. Yeah, today's November 7th, Saturday, and we just found out this morning, and we're so excited. Oh my gosh. I don't even know if I'm, like, excited so much as just, like, so relieved. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'm not, like, the biggest Joe Biden fan. Like, I'm very whatever about him, but I don't know that anyone the... really is, to be honest. <laughs> you know. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. That's a good way to put it is I feel like I remember, like, the year before Trump was elected, just feeling exhausted by all the controversy all the time. And when he was elected knowing oh no this feeling's not going to go away and now I feel like I can exhale and chill out for a little bit (laughs) thank god and I'm sure this feeling will come back in another four years but for now I'm going to revel in it I know well I might actually be able to start like keeping up with current events again because I literally couldn't for the last probably three years it got it got intense there for a while yeah. And it's like, I don't know, like, I don't think every single thing Donald Trump did as president was bad, but it was so overshadowed by just what a, like, raging douche he is and how little it seemed mm-hmm. he actually cared about people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I remember talking. Joe Biden. <laughs> no, go ahead. Talking. Well, I was going to say talking to some of the teens at my last job when I worked at the library and. I just told them, like, if you violate human rights, I don't think anything else you do matters. It's all irrelevant. That's a deal yeah. breaker. <laughs> yep. Like, you can do all you want in the Middle East and, you know, I get more money in my paycheck. But at the end of the day, I don't really care. Right. Because you're not a selfish asshole. <laughs> no. And Joe Biden is many things, but I do think he's kind of like a decent human being, so... Yeah, I was talking about that with Brock last night and we were reminiscing about <laughs> the old days when everyone was like, not to get too political, but like, you know, talking about how awful W. Bush was. And we were mm-hmm. like, if we only knew. And at least he didn't yeah. seem like a raging narcissist asshole like Trump is. <laughs> he paints. Have you ever I seen know. any of his paintings? He paints They're like good. dog portraits, doesn't he? He does. We'll ignore the whole war criminal thing. <laughs> and we'll focus on the fact that he paints. <sighs> I knew I reached a low point <laughs> I <know>. yesterday <laughs> when I started watching. <laughs> I was like, this is a low point. I started watching Obama like compilations on YouTube. Me too. <laughs> oh I was God. just like, it was like Obama's best moments. And I was like, I miss you, sir. I, I watched, you. remember his Yes We Can video that Will I Am made from Black Eyed Peas? Yeah. Back in college, that. man. That seems like another lifetime ago. He was the first person I ever voted for. It made me kind of emotional because I was watching it. And it's obviously all about Yes We Can and about wanting change. And I was like, wow, so much has changed in the other way since then. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think that happens a lot, though. You get, like, a push for change and then, like, a huge backlash. Mm -hmm. And then people come to the middle, which is where we find ourselves now. It goes back and forth. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Swinging in the middle. I've been, like, kind of mindful, though, of where I am now and not being sure about what the people around me think. Like, I actually went to the grocery store today and I stopped at like an estate sale and like no one was talking about it so I'm not really sure what people think (laughs) I think like demographically we both live in like very similar areas at least as far as like how people think Uh uh-huh and I went to the grocery store today too and like heard 
a guy in the checkout line talking to the person checking him out about it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that sounds fraught. Like, oh, yeah. I need to leave. I need to leave. Also, who talks to like the checkout person about that? <laughs> I don't know. They don't want to talk to like, you. <laughs> To be fair, when I found out, like, I really wanted to, like, scream and celebrate, but I live in, like, freaking Carroll County, so mm-hmm. I just, I got to listen to my brother on the phone in New York and the people in New York celebrating. <laughs> yeah, that's what my sister said. That was how I found out, because she texted us and was like, I heard people freaking out and just check the news. Yeah, Will called me and was like, he won, and I was like, he did? What? <laughs> okay. Uh. And yeah. then I had a little weep about it. Mm-hmm. It's just been it was, an awful year. And for something to finally go okay is nice. I just, I really want people to stop dying from something that they don't necessarily need to be dying from. Mm-hmm. And I need somebody to like look at the United States and say, you need to do better. Do better. I remember back when like the Italy was in the news And I looked up how many people died over there. And I can't remember exactly. I want to say it was around like 12,000. And then looking at the Mm -hmm. projections for us where it was like it could be 100,000. And now it's over 200,000 people. Yeah, man. We're coming up on quarter of a million if we haven't crossed that line yet. I had a cough yesterday, which to everyone listening, I have asthma. That's not unusual for me to have a cough. But... I still went to the nurse and was like, I'm just reporting in case somebody hears me and is like, Miss Snyder has COVID, uh-huh. that I have a cough, I have asthma, I was like, I hit my inhaler. And even with that, she was like, see me in the middle of the day. If your inhaler has not made the cough go away, you have to go home. Like, that's yeah. just... <laughs> I mean, I've noticed here, there used to be more people wearing masks. I would say more than half of people wore them, but now I'd say it's like maybe half or less and I noticed that in Walmart they've taken off the directional signs on the floor navigating the flow of traffic so I think people are relaxing yeah there are I noticed that in Giant today that they took the directional things down which nobody was following them anyway like I think that was kind of a wasted effort yeah like you just don't think about it you just I didn't I would just go the wrong way down I tried. the aisle nah. I not until to. I realized I was at the end of the aisle that I'd gone the wrong way yeah, out here, like, people will put up signs saying you cannot come in without a mask, but it's not enforced. Or oh, there's sucks. a capacity, limited capacity, but it's not. Nothing, I think, at the state level, they can't enforce it. Yeah, there are um, cops outside of Walmart near me to make sure you have one on when you go in. Really? Oh, yeah. There's a, like, tent, and it, and this is in Carroll County, like, Carroll County, Um yeah, there's a cop out front, and then you have to, like, walk in a certain way, and they look at you, and if you don't have one on, they'll ask you to put one on. Yeah, that's not a thing here. <laughs> yeah, that's why. What's Oklahoma's positivity rate right now? Um, I haven't looked in a while. Like, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, I looked, and it was, like, a thousand plus cases a day every day. Yeah. We it's probably the same or f- more. <laughs> We hit our highest day, I think, since, like, the summer yes- yesterday. How many cases is that? 1,500. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably, um, like, normal here. Yeah. We're, like, I think rapidly approaching that point where Hogan's going to have to be, like, and the lockdown again. Yeah. Because I was, like, the kids asked me about it, and they were, like, do you think he's going to do it again? And I was, like, I don't think... He'll do it based on, because again, Hogan, for those of you who don't know about Maryland politics, our governor is Larry Hogan, and he is a Republican, but he's a very moderate Republican, so he's very hard to pin down (laughs) about what he's going to do. Like, he gave a speech the other day where he literally said, wear a damn mask. (laughs) That was his, that was like his speech. He's pissed. (laughs) Anyway. um, And I know, like, Justin Trudeau said that. Canada's locked down until we get it under control. Which I get. So that means I'm probably not getting married next year. Ah, <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, you could. It would just be. You can't. Like, his fam- like Brock's family couldn't come. So it's like, what's the point? Man. Yeah. I think if hospitalizations get really bad, that's when we'll lock down again. Yeah. 
which they are up. So, and we had our first transmission within the school system. Oh yeah. So hey. What do you mean within the school system? Like from kid so, to kid. So like a like teacher, we know somebody got it at school. Yeah. Essentially, so we had like cases before. I think there was ten cases before, but they'd all been contracted outside of school. Uh-huh. This is the first like in school. That they could trace it and prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was in LFI, which I'm not shocked by because those people are like on top of each other all day. So. What's LFI? It's like life skills. So oh, yeah. um, they all have like one-on-one aides that are like on top of them all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not shocked by that. Oof. Yeah, man. I feel like it's only a matter of time. Well, hopefully things will get better if we have a president who believes it's a real thing <laughs> mm-hmm. i agree i don't know how much you can really do about it since it's at the end of the day you can't really tell the states what to do but yeah. if you message the correct information yeah, that's the key hopefully to have someone in authority saying the factual things i asked my dad i was like do you think and I was like, I'm not trying to be shitty. I'm just, I genuinely want to know. I was like, do you think he will leave the White House willingly or will they have to escort him out? And now he was like, I think he'll leave. And I was like, really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I could see him doing three things. A, throwing a hissy fit and resigning as like a complete just like, fuck this. Two, pulling a John Adams and just piecing out in the middle of the night and not telling anybody. <laughs> Three, being forcibly removed. These I, these are the paths I see. If I were to place a bet, I would think he's just going to fight it. He's just going to drag this out and make it as unpleasant as possible. I just, I, I don't understand what he thinks he's going to fight. Like I don't know. Brock seems to think that we're on the brink of a civil war. <laughs> uh, I did see a TikTok of somebody talking about, like... They lived through, I guess, a civil war in Sri Lanka, and they were saying, this is what it feels like. Like, mm-hmm. you go about your day-to-day life, nothing feels that different, mm-hmm. and then it just explodes. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll see. We'll see. But what better way to start off our month of Thanksgiving than with our great news about the election today? Yes. <laughs> I am so thankful. Which, by the way, do we have a new intro? We do. It's glorious. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I can't wait it's to my, it. <laughs> it's my best work yet. It originally, because you've heard it, I have to add the, um, like, I have to loop it. But um, originally it had, like, a bassoon in it. <laughs> yeah, I want then, a really long, sustained gobble. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll loop it a couple times. <laughs> Well, how's your new job? It's good. I've only been there for like three days and I'm just training on their learning management system. So it's really just me staring at a computer and meeting people. But, you know, everyone seems nice so far and can't complain. That's good. I'm glad. I feel like you're mastering the canvas. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm learning a lot. And I literally spent, (laughs) I spent all day Friday just like going through tutorials and trying stuff out. And I guess like most other people don't work on Fridays. And if they do, they leave at like noon. So I was the only person there left at like five o'clock on a Friday. And it's like kind of scary because there's like dummies and like, because there's like a dental, the dental classrooms are by my office. So there's like dummies with oh. like real human teeth in them and like heads Ew. and stuff. Ew. No, that's like fuel for nightmares. Yeah. And when it got to be like 4.55, I was like, I feel like I should leave, but I don't want to be like caught leaving early because it's like one of my first days. But I also like feel like I shouldn't be here anymore. So I left and the girl at the front desk was like, oh, I didn't know anyone was still left in the building. Oh, man, I wish I had that option to just peace out in the middle of the day on Friday. I mean, yeah, I think the other people around me, they're like, they're 
teachers or professors and a lot of them work like Monday through Thursday, like four tens, I guess. Interesting. How was your week? Um, it was all right. You know what? It actually really was all right. I don't have, I think I'm finally knock on virtual wood getting the hang of the hybrid bullshit. Good. Like, I think I have to stop trying to have kids at home doing something like a little different than I have kids in like front of me doing because they can't bring it to school then and like mm-hmm. use it. So I think I'm just going to have everybody, you know what, start taking notes online to paper. Nothing wrong with that. We're going to be doing mm-hmm. a lot of flow charts. I don't know. We've been having like good conversations about the election and stuff and how it works. That's good. Yeah. I think you just have to make it as bearable as you can. And I knew I really got through some kids yesterday when we made a flow chart of like the federal and state court systems Uh and like original jurisdiction versus like appellate jurisdiction and things. Uh, Uh And one of the kids was like, Miss Snyder, can Donald Trump just go to the Supreme Court? And I was like, let's look at our flow chart, kids. (laughs) Can he? And they were like, no. And I was like, no. (laughs) Real world application. He cannot. I was like, he can make his way there for sure. Uh, But he's got to start somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Good. So they're learning. Yeah. They are. We learned about population density to the point where I guess one kid brought it up to the vice principal and he was like, thank you, Sarah, that I had to talk to that kid about the electoral college and population density oh all God. lunch. And I was like, you're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> oh, man. My landlord, like, I got in a conversation with her and she said something about the electoral college and she's like homeschooling her kid and was like, oh, yeah. And you, you, they ask why they need it, and you just have to, like, explain that it's, like, really necessary. And I had to, like, bite my tongue. <laughs> Is it, though? Yeah. Is it, though, Karen? <laughs> Is it necessary? Uh, me and my dad get into the, about the Electoral College all the time. Yeah. Just because I think it was necessary, maybe, maybe, at one point in time. Does that reasoning exist anymore? No. Times have no, changed. No, it does not. Times are very different now. Well, and it drives me nuts because people are like, well, like California and these states would just have all the say. And I'm like, you do recognize that if we did a straight popular vote, there would be no states. It would just be one person with one vote and that would be it. Well, yeah. And I mean, if there's more people, I mean, yeah, they have more say. (laughs) That's the point of democracy, right? It's like majority rules. Yeah. And like you would have more of a say like your vote just wouldn't fall away if like your candidate in your state didn't win yeah it wouldn't be right you know, not counted at all of, yeah exactly mm-hmm. so i don't know well should we talk about our book club we should this was a wild <laughs> chapter it really was Thoughts. so just to remind everyone we're reading condensed <laughs> chaos by phil hine which is about chaos magic like practical usable magic um and this chapter yo it was a wild ride it's like crazy because the previous three chapters i feel like didn't really say that much and then this one it's like kind of all over the place he just dove in man Uh he dove in and some of it i was like oh whoa okay this this is what we're talking about can i tell you it almost felt like and this is probably like a controversial set like thing to say but almost felt like i was being groomed like you start off with things that are you know like vague and general and you know you can't really argue Mm -hmm. with and then he'll slide in something like kind of weird and you're like what and then he'll kind yeah. of move away from it to just to kind of like test your boundaries a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like so far I've been learning about, you know, setting goals and being a present person and yeah. like very applicable real life things. And then he just started throwing in shit about star chambers. And- oh, my God. Yes. Okay. So, like, the chapter starts off with, what were my notes here? We're in chapter... The Astral Temple. We're in chapter four. Okay. We are. Another crack in the wall. 
and he talks about um like just being really mindful aware of your body aware of like stress Mm -hmm. and where you carry stress in your body visualizing relaxing meditation which we all are familiar with you know yeah it was all just like about bodily awareness Mm -hmm. body language you know being aware of how you come across and how you carry things in your body Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he just took a left-hand turn, man. And he was like, let me tell you about how you can perceive an altered consciousness, essentially. Okay. Can we read part of that? Because it's just, like, so wacky. Sure. Um, okay. This part is called the Star Chamber. That one I had to read over, like, four times because I was like, wait... And just to give you what? context, like right before this, he's just talking about, again, it's kind of like he'll say stuff and I'm like, what are you saying? But just general like meditation, I guess, mindfulness. And then he says the star chamber. The star chamber is sphere of, there's some typos in here, is sphere of transparent crystal suspended in deep space. Its dimensions are capable of being enlarged to suit different requirements. To enter the star chamber, visualize the eight-rayed chaos star whirling in front of you, which he doesn't explain what that is. I mean, I tried to envision it because, you know, (laughs) I was like, while I'm reading, might as well try. Did you really? I did. I was like, what would this look like? And to me, do you know that or Superman's like thing of solitude? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I thought of. With, like, a big sun in the middle with, like, for me, I think it was a little cartoonish. <laughs> with, like, cartoon rays coming off it. And then it would just swirl in the middle. Which, on one hand, I kind of wanted him to say, like, what that is. But then on the other, I guess, chaos magic, anything is what you want it to be is, like, kind of his point. Mm-hmm. Which, he... here's my thing. <laughs> if it's anything I want it to be, then why do I need these suggestions of, like a star chamber or an astral temple maybe i want my astral temple to look like a cabin in the woods you don't know bruh that's yeah that was what was weird about this part is it seems like this is a thing like a physical thing mm-hmm. and not just your interpretation of something like it, it reminded me of <laughs> on sherlock when Sherlock, like, talks about how he organizes his memories and he has, like, his mind, I think he calls it, like, a temp, what does he call it, mind castle, mind temple, something uh-huh. like that. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Like, just a way of organizing your thoughts and this was just the way that he chose to organize his thoughts, I guess. Like, the part that you could, like, exchange devices from the walls of this imaginary chamber like just say imagine a thing that works for you well he does say that later on in the chapter like that's a different thing which is why this star chamber is weird because it seems like it's a literal star chamber in like another dimension but it says you like visualize this chaos star draws you into the chamber in the center of the chamber is a crystalline pillar set at waist height If you place your hands on the pillar, the chamber shimmers with a brief flash of purple light and you have full control of its functions. The star chamber is both an astral temple and a vehicle for traveling through the multiverse. I love that phrase. I want to travel through the multiverse. You can move to any point in time space by placing your hands on the control pillar and asserting your will. Yeah, I guess I'm confused. Is this like a real literal thing or is it a manifestation of like your mind i'm not really sure it's unclear <laughs> it's unclear i have to hack it for a moment <coughs> oh god that sounded terrible oh it kind of hurt oh it really blew up the sound on this i apologize for yeah, you like blew out this. your microphone Ugh, Are i even you leaned back okay do you have the covid <laughs> you, who the fuck knows bro <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. Well, keep an eye on that, I guess. I think the alcohol just really went down the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, mentions that, and then he completely segues into, like, trances and lucid dreaming. Yeah. There's just that one paragraph about the star chamber, and then he just moves on. 
saw delightful and i didn't like the part about being possessed by Me like neither <laughs> an entity like no thank you because he okay so he quotes from like a description of <laughs> some what are they called not prophetess priestess of delphi who historically i kind of always thought that they were like high and that's how they got them to do that uh-huh so it was interesting that he brought that up but and then he does mention that people have used drugs to achieve this in the past so uh-huh. Yeah, he talks about possession, like it can be a good thing and a tool and you want to let like people into your body, which I don't, I don't like that. (laughs) Absolutely not. How do I know the thing entering me is actually the thing I wanted to enter me? And you know what? Even if it's nice, I still don't want it in there. Tell me what you need to tell me. Move on. Especially on last week's episode where we talked all about that, like hell to the Mm -hmm. now. Pass, hard pass. But I did really like the parts about, like, dreaming and controlling Mm -hmm. your dreams. I would consider keeping a dream diary. Yeah, I definitely want to. Because I think he talked about, like, if you keep one, then eventually you can look at them for, you know, symbolism and things that repeat and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I also agreed with his point on lucid dreaming that sometimes you do it, like, unintentionally like when mm-hmm. you realize you're dreaming the same thing again and you're like oh <laughs> I've dreamed this before like I've definitely yeah. done that I think there's definitely something to that because your dreams are I think your subconscious working through things that your conscious mind doesn't know so it seems supernatural but your brain I think picks up on stuff so if you can tap into that it seems like a magic power but really probably isn't not just being aware, which seems to be the root of chaos magic, is awareness. Yes. And I liked the part about shared dreams because I've had a shared dream with someone before. Yeah, I haven't, but I've talked to people who have before. Who did you share a dream with? Okay, so with Brock one time, we I was talking to him. This was when we were like long distance. And he was like, I had an awful dream last night that you thought I cheated on you and you left and I was looking for you. And I was like, oh my God, I had a dream last night that I saw you cheating on me and I like ran away. So we had the same thing, but from our like perspectives. I tell you, stuff links up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, my mom said she and her brother had a shared dream um, right after their mom died. What was the dream? It was just, I don't even remember, but I remember my mom saying that my her brother got scared and woke up, and then she finished the dream. And uh-huh. it was basically like their mom saying goodbye, I think. Aww. Yeah, I think we've talked about the collective unconscious a lot, and if you believe in that, then shared dreams totally make sense. Yep. I think, you know, you find the right wavelength, you're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I liked this chapter was entertaining, if nothing else. I think... It's about to get wild from here on out. Like I said, I think he was kind of like getting us to dip our toe into the like wacky pool. And now we're about to dive in. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep you updated, everyone, when we dive <laughs> off the deep end of the wacky pool tomorrow or tomorrow <laughs> this week. Um, I made this drink too strong. <laughs> yeah, this chapter was called Another Crack in the Wall. And the next chapter... These chapter titles don't really tell you much about what's like going on but the next one is called playing with chaos so maybe that's like more practical it looks like he talks about sigils and stuff my hamster's awake so everyone who doesn't know me i'm an adult i'm a 33 year old lady (laughs) and i have a hamster nothing wrong with that she just woke up and like looked directly at me and it was so aggressively cute (laughs) (laughs) aggressively cute She's just so cute. I love her so much. I don't know if anybody else has such a love for a hamster, but I love my hamster. I get She's that. A babe. I, I also about, love my fish. <laughs> I've thought about getting guinea pigs. I really want, I, when my hamster dies, I might get a guinea pig. That's the only thing about like small pets like that is they don't live for very long. It's not as much of a commitment, though guinea pigs live a while. Do they? They live like five to seven years, don't they? Something like they that. They do. Because I was going to get a rabbit, and then I realized rabbits can live like 10 years. And I was <laughs> like, that's too much of a commitment. <laughs> I'll get a hamster. Have you seen on um, TikTok, Tiptoe the tortoise? 
I sure have. What a <laughs> long-lived pet. Yeah, like in the comments, people will ask her, like, what are you going to do when you die? Because tortoises can live to be like over 100 years old. And she, I think, said that he's in her will to give to someone. Yeah, people do that when they get like macaws because macaws will live to be like 80. You have yeah. to gift, you have to give them away when you die. Yeah. Crazy. I wish dogs lived that long. You know, I've thought that too, but I think it's best for dogs that they don't because like when I was going into the animal shelter and volunteering, a lot of the dogs came in there because their owners died, you know? sad so it's like I really want sad for us an elderly dog yeah it's sad for us but I think it's better for them that they have a short lifespan so we can take care of them mm. I want to adopt an elderly dog you should we have they have like a bunch and a lot of them are just like really chill and they just want you know like a place to cuddle and you know without their <laughs> it's final gonna make years. me it's gonna make <laughs> me cry like literally like, the yeah. only thing that makes me hesitant about, like, even when London dies, like, I'm I'm a void filler. So, I'll, also, I don't know that Moose can be alone. Mm-hmm. I really don't. Um, so, I'll probably have to get another dog right away. And I honestly would like to get an adult dog. But my thing with getting puppies is, when you get a puppy, you can train them not to murder your cat. <laughs> mm-hmm. And my cat thinks he's a dog. So, he acts like a dog. And... I don't know like my friend Taylor hey Taylor uh, her dog came over here and tried to eat my cat so oh my God, it's, like, it's, 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 like, it's like a thing so I don't know it would have to be the right dog and yeah it makes it more complicated when you already have all these other pets you have to like make sure that they all would get along mm-hmm. I need a I need a friendly ecosystem for all of my animals oh, man. But, like, the last time I went in the animal shelter, I haven't been able to go in because I started working. They had these, like, two, what are they called? Like, um, those little dogs that Toto from the Wizard of Oz are, like, rat terriers. A Cairn Cairn terrier. They had, like, two of those that came in together, and they were so old. And one of them was, like, kind of blind. And they would just... They would just cuddle together on their bed. That was Dude, all they did. I, I will <laughs> legit cry if you keep telling this story. I can't with elderly animals. Well, this will make you feel better is that they got accepted. There's like um, rescues for elderly dogs where they just go and they just live out the rest of their lives. So they got accepted to that. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> just, it makes me so sad. But they have a happy ending. <sighs> like just the idea of London being that old and being alone makes me want to die. <laughs> I know. Well, like I said, I think that's why it's a good thing they live not as long as us because, yeah, it's sadder for us, but it's better for them. This is true. <sighs> oh, now my dog, London's crying at me now. I just got a little sad, baby. <laughs> She's comforting you. She's literally looking at me like, what's wrong? What's yeah. wrong with you? Bean Come does here, that baby. too. He's very alarmed, like if anyone raises their voice or is upset or anything. Mm-hmm. Well, should we discuss our actual topic for the week? Yeah, we went with something like easy breezy today. We're going to talk about fantasy, like fantasy, not like our fantasies, but like <laughs> fantasy. That's a little intimate. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, I do have like very mundane fantasies, like winning the lottery. That's my, you know, go to. But um, no, like fantasy books, fantasy novels, fantasy TV, etc. And I tell you what, fantasy is my my one true love. Yeah, you read pretty much exclusively fantasy. This is true. I will occasionally read like something nonfiction, mm-hmm. but I could not tell you the last time I read fiction that was not fantasy. Yeah. Like in some way, shape. No, that's not true. <gasps> I can. I did read like a, like a romantic comedy book recently. Okay. Okay. So if you were to say like your top five fantasy books or series, what would they be? Oh my god, that's such an intense question. And let's not include Harry Potter, because I feel like that's its own thing. I'm going to say a controversial thing. 
I have a Harry Potter tattoo. I love Harry Potter. I don't know that I'd put it in my top five. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Uh, So number one are Tamara Pierce books. Mm -hmm. So Tamara Pierce writes, it's mostly middle grade, um, some young adult fantasy books set. She has like two separate worlds. So she has one set in Tortal. And then one set in a land that I can't remember, but the series of books is like Circle of Magic. Uh-huh. Um, and I love them. I love them so much. They were the first fantasy books I ever read. Um, and they just, it was all women empowerment. Like mm. all of her books, the main characters are women. And they all like do amazing things. And I don't know. I think it was very influential for me as like a 12 year old to have that. Yeah, I think fantasy is so popular in YA and middle grade. And like you said, they tend to really feature female main characters. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they're always, you know, strong. And I also like that whilst there is romance in those books, it's always secondary to mm-hmm. whatever's happening. Like, I just reread one of the series, and the character doesn't end up with anybody at the end. Mm-hmm. That's um, nice. Which I liked. Yeah. She was like, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I'm, <laughs> I don't want to get married. I was like, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I love those. Um, most of mine are more organized by author than necessarily series. Let me I guess. Really... You're also going to say Garth Nix. Yeah, that was my next one. <laughs> I love the Abhorson trilogy by Garth Nix. It's so 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 good it has like i read the first one and i liked it i liked the idea of it but i thought that she didn't have much of a personality though sabriel so yeah so sabriel is the first one the second one is lariel and in lariel sabriel so the only one that has sabriel as like a character that like is the whole book is the first one Mm -hmm. so the second one is lariel lariel is the best one Okay. Um, and then a porson is the third one, and that one's good too. That one has like a very satisfying conclusion. Yeah, those books are about she like can go into the land of the dead, and she's a what mm-hmm. do you call it, like necromancer. Mm-hmm. So it's like cool. It is cool, and again, lady empowerment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the later books do have dudes as like main characters, uh, but for the most part, it's like very women powered. Um, so I like that. Bean, you need to take a chill pill. There's how dare people drive through the neighborhood? How dare they? How dare they? Come on, Bean. Um, <laughs> and let's see. Um, I really like Robin McKinley. So mm. the Blue Sword and the Hero in the Crown, which yes, they're fantasy, but they actually don't have that many fantastical elements in them. It's more just like an alternate world, if you will. Mm-hmm. So I really like that one. Um, I really like 80s fantasy. So Terry Brooks in particular, I really mm-hmm. like a lot of his stuff. Uh, like Magic Kingdom for Sale is a delight. The whole premise of it is like a guy sees an ad for a Magic Kingdom in the newspaper. And he's like, has like a mental break and he buys it. And then it an turns ad- out to be. Oh, an ad to buy one. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out to be real. Huh. Um, and he becomes like a king in this kingdom that, that he knows nothing about. That sound like a movie you'd watch in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> 80s fantasy, man. It doesn't take itself seriously, which I really like. Which like, speaking of 80s fantasy, just to segue a little bit, I wanted to bring up the movie Labyrinth. So I saw Labyrinth for the first time as an adult, like within the Me past too. five years. And I get why people like it so much, but it's so 80s. Like, it just doesn't take itself very seriously. Oh, my God. I thought it was so boring. And David Bowie was such a creep in it. Oh, my God. <laughs> he 100% was. That's like, um, what's that movie? The one with the big white dog thing. The big? Oh, Never Ending Story? Yeah. The dragon? (laughs) The big white dog. (laughs) 
Is it a dragon? Yeah, he's a dragon. Then he like rides uh, at the end. I don't know. It looks like a big fluffy dog thing. But he like flies. Yeah, I don't know. Dog. It's fantasy. Dogs can fly. Sure. Yeah, Why not? Never ending story is like quintessential eighties mm-hmm. fantasy. Eighties. It is. Nineties. Mm, late eighties, I think. Okay. And then. Why are you crying at me, dog? I have nothing for you. Anyway, and then I really, oh, I like it so much. It just left my brain. What the hell? Bro. You did Robin McKinley. It's exited my brain. Tamara Pierce, Garth Nix. It's gone. Oh, dear God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. It's really good. I know that. Really outfit. good. Uh-huh. Brandon Sanderson is like maybe the most reliable male fantasy writer. Like he actually finishes the things he writes. Mm. Unlike some other authors I shall not name. Shade. Some people need to get their ish together or maybe don't publish things until they're done writing all of it. <laughs> yeah. Or just have realistic like, I don't know expectations in terms of plot and world building exactly but yeah brandon sanderson's solid he finishes everything he writes um and mistborn's really good it's i the magic system in it is really cool um it's all about like ingesting different kinds of metals and depending on what you ingest you get certain powers for like x amount of time um which is Mm. cool and again lady lead Mm -hmm, mm-hmm 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 so yeah, I would say those are my top five. That was five, right? I think that was four. Was it four? Oh man. Well, if we're excluding Harry Potter, um, there's a book called Blood Song by Anthony Ryan that's really good. I have not finished the series because I've heard the other books were not as good, and I was afraid. Um. Hmm. Um. Have you read? I know this is like a big author, Christopher Paolini, who wrote like Aragon. I read Aragon. I never finished the series, though. I know that that one's a big one. I've not read mm-hmm. it, but. It was good. I remember liking it. He has a new book out that's supposed to be good, but I think it's sci-fi. I don't think it's fantasy. I think he wrote those books or the first one when he was like in high school. He was 16. That's crazy. He's 36 now. That's I oh. looked at that today. <laughs> 36? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, um, In the Name of the Wind's really good. Yeah. I've had that one on my list. I went through my Goodreads books to see what I've read and wrote down a bunch of fantasy ones, and that was one of them. In the oh. Name of the Wind is frustrating, though, because it's not done, and I don't think it'll ever be done. Yeah, that's why I want to read the second one, but I just don't know that I can, like, get invested in it. Yeah, I was, like, fully waiting for the next one. It's been years and years. I don't think it's going to come. I saw a thing online, because I do check periodically to see if there's, like, a release date. And his publisher was like, I don't think he's written anything for years. Do you not count Game of Thrones as some of the best fantasy? Game of Thrones is really good. I loved reading Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones is soured for me. Now that I know it will never be done. I just you think I know it it's never going to be done. No, he's not going to finish. So. <sighs> Way to just like check out once you've made your millions of dollars. That's literally what he did. And here's the thing. I probably would too. Maybe don't let someone make your sh- thing a TV show until you're done writing. Well, especially to like when what happened happened and it kind of like tarnishes your whole series you know you weren't Mm -hmm. able to have the final to wrap it up the way you wanted to so yeah that was very disappointing what about you what do you got um okay so these aren't necessarily like the best but there are ones i wrote down that i've read that i've liked i had game of thrones name of the wind Mm -hmm. a wrinkle in time I don't know that I've ever read A Wrinkle in Time. I loved A Wrinkle in Time. If I did, it was a long time ago. It blew my fifth grade mind apart when I read it. It like, there was stuff in it where I was like, what? Like, I've literally never thought of that. (laughs) 
Don't you love, though, that, like, books when you were that young that did that to you have such, like, a distinct impression in your brain? Like, that's how I feel about The Giver. Yeah, The Giver. That was another one I had. Like, The Giver has such an intense imprint on my brain of just Mm -hmm. reading it and then being like, oh, fuck, what? (laughs) It breaks (laughs) your brain in a good way. That's what I like. Yeah. Oh, you know what's another good one? The Golden Compass series. That's what I had. Yeah. Those are so good. Those are so funny because I read them in middle school and I don't think I understood everything. Uh And then I read it in high school and was like, oh, (laughs) like there are gay angels in it. And in middle school, I read it and I was like, wow, they're such good friends. And then I read it in (laughs) high school and I was like, oh, they're fucking they're okay. definitely lovers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I reread it a couple years ago and it still holds up. Like I think multiple age groups can read it at their level. Mm-hmm. Have you read any of the newer books like Book of Dust? Um, I haven't, but I was kind of looking into them and they don't seem to have as good like reviews and they're pretty long. They're big books. Yeah. There are some new books in the Sabriel series too. Like I have one. They're prequels though. And typically I don't like prequels. That's how the um, Dark Materials ones are, too. They're prequels. Well, the, although it, like, starts off, I think, before the Golden Compass, but then it fast-forwards to, like, after the events end. Just, I'm not a fan of a prequel. Yeah, I had his Dark Materials. Oh, I also have a couple that I feel like are controversial because I thought they were meh and a lot of people really love them. Ooh, hit me with it. Okay. One is Cinder. I didn't read Cinder. Isn't Cinder like borderline sci-fi though? It's a, yeah, it's one of those, like, it's hard to really classify it. It's a retelling of Cinderella. So it's like fairy tale, sci-fi, but it was on a list of fantasy books when I was looking it up. So I put that down. All right. Cinder. Um, I didn't like The Lightning Thief, the first Percy Jackson book. Really? I thought they were a delight. They're just very, um, very like defeat this monster, then defeat the next monster, then defeat the next monster. The Heroes of Olympus books were better. Yeah. I mean, when I was working like in a library, those books are obviously so popular. So I was like, I have to at least read the first one. And it was kind of hard for me to finish it. <laughs> oh, man, I plowed my way through all of them. They're just not um like character driven enough for me. Yeah, I will say Heroes of Olympus was a lot better. Um, and there are new ones out like I have the one about like, oh, Viking gods. I just haven't read it mm-hmm. yet. Magnus Chase. That's the one. I do appreciate those books, though, because I think they appeal to a lot of boys and a lot of Mm -hmm. people who aren't avid readers, which I appreciate. And I think one of the biggest shames of the book world is how many books are that aren't about like sports Mm -hmm. are not geared towards boys and that boys don't read Uh like it's okay to have like books geared towards boys. It's okay. Girls will read them too. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I like how Percy is, he has, um, he like gets in trouble at school and he's like dyslexic or has some kind of learning disability. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, that's really relatable. Yeah. I thought that was neat. Mm -hmm. But just not, I didn't read any more of the books because I don't know. I see how other people like them though. And then the next series I thought was okay, but I was told that they would be like the best, like the best fantasy. And I read three of them. It was the Throne of Glass series. So I like them a lot. I will say, though, that they get better as you go. So the best ones are the fourth one and the fifth one. Okay, maybe that's it. But at the same time, if I have to get to the fourth book, that's a lot, you know? Yeah, like I remember reading them and being like, okay, this is good. This And this uh-huh. is, this was when I went through a period of time, maybe like, how long ago was this? Maybe like six years ago, where I was just like devouring books. It's when I had a really weird work schedule and mm-hmm. I worked in like the evenings. And so like all day, every day I would just read and that's when I went read these. So I remember being like, okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then getting to the fourth book and just like eating it. <laughs> mm, okay. 
Yeah, I guess I think that's what um, my old boss, who's a librarian, told me that if you can get like further on, they get really good. And I thought the first ones were like okay, but um, mm-hmm. the main the thing for me is like the main character is supposed to be this like assassin who's like so good and so badass and she can kill anyone but she's like constantly being like rescued by other people in the first like two books yeah so i think this isn't really a spoiler but like the fourth book definitely makes a shift as far as like location relationships okay and like all of these things and like the fourth book is when things are really like revealed so to speak and then the fifth book is really good because the fifth book does a lot of, like, world building. So you, like, meet other people and other places and, like, you get multiple perspectives. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I was told that, like, the later books will talk more about, um, like, from the love interest point of view. I forget his name. One of the books is, Chol. like. Is that his? Chol? I don't know how to say it. Like, Kale. Oh, Chowl? Kale. That's, yeah, that's how Kale. I read it in my head. Chol. <laughs> I don't know. I'm shocked I even remember that. I haven't read those books in a while. <laughs> it's been a hot minute. But those are my three where I was like, that's probably I'm in the minority there. But do you remember when you had me read the Blood Jewels trilogy? Oh, my God. <laughs> those I books do. are so good. <laughs> so good. So they're by Ann Bishop. And they're so unique. Uh Like, that's the thing with them. I can't compare it to anything because there is nothing to compare it to. And I probably read those books when I was too young. Oh, yeah. Read those books. They're, like, very sexual. (laughs) They're so sexual. There's, like, a part in it (laughs) where, oh, God, I haven't read these books in years, like, high school. So it's been, like, 20 years since I've read these books. This is how (laughs) burned into my fucking brain this is. But I should reread them. Anyway, like, a guy gets his, like, dick and balls like covered in grease as like a punishment and then they just leave him out for rats to like eat his dick and i just remember being like what (laughs) what's happened it's like the first scene in the book (laughs) and he's like help me and the one guy's like whatever (laughs) i remember that those were books where I was reading them and I had to talk to someone about them. So I would talk to my sister and I'd be like, Kim, in this world, if you have jewels, you're really powerful. And the most powerful jewel you can have is a black jewel. And guess how many jewels Janelle has? She has 12 black jewels. (laughs) I'm going to pee myself. (laughs) I was like such a nerd. And she like make fun of me and talk like a nerd voice. It was was that kind of book, though, bro. Like, it was so different. Mm -hmm. And, like, the way they would, like, travel through worlds on, like, webs. And I couldn't even, like, visualize it in my brain. I was like, what is that? What does that look like? I bet if we really tap into chaos magic, we can access those webs. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm going to look and see if that's on the online library and download it tonight. When I remember, oh, I forgot that, that like Satan is like a character, but he's like a, mm-hmm. a he's like a good good character kind of like in the underworld. What was, what was his name? It was like Darius or something. Was it? I thought it was Satan, but I haven't read these in forever, so I don't know. Oh my gosh, I don't remember. Oh, and he had like a brother or something. Yeah. Oh, good times. Read the Black Jewels trilogy, guys. <laughs> it's it's a wild ride. <laughs> Yeah, those are really good. And they're definitely, a lot of things we talked about were like YA, but those are definitely like adult. (laughs) Yes. The thing with like adult fantasy is when you read YA fantasy, typically, you know, within like the 30, like first 30 pages, you're going to like it, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you you know, when when you read adult fantasy, you have to commit to the fact that probably for the first 150 pages, you're going to have no fucking idea what is happening because there's so much world building it's you have to invest in it and that's the thing about it like i enjoy fantasy but it's not like yeah you have to get into it like the first game of thrones book i didn't like it until i was 70 percent of the way through it oh yeah the first game of thrones book took me probably 300 pages before i could keep track of everyone and Mm -hmm. like know what they were happening like talking about Mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, that's the thing with fantasy. Like, it takes you a while to get there, but once you're in, you're just like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm committed. It's magical. (laughs) That's why it's so cool. I also like, you know, fantasy, it's always the issues at hand are never stupid things, you know, Mm -hmm. that people fight about in real life. Like, it's never dumb. Mm -hmm. It's always something that actually fucking matters, which I think people relate to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's almost like dumb things fall away and are never a circumstance or problem it's always something that actually matters which people identify with or wish they could identify with i suppose mm-hmm. so they're real yeah what about fantasy there aren't a lot of fantasy movies i've come to realize <laughs> okay i have a list labyrinth which we talked about never ending story which we talked about um, do you remember the movie Stardust? That movie is so good. Yeah, it was really good. You know what else is good? That book. I read the book. It's also good. Oh, yeah, it is. It's based. Is it Garth Nix? Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based on the Neil Gaiman book. Um. You know what else is a great book? The Last Unicorn. Great <laughs> movie, too. Typically, like, peak 80s fantasy. <laughs> that mm-hmm. movie is like an acid trip. <laughs> It is. There's a scene in that movie, if you haven't seen it. So it's an animated movie from the 80s. And there's a scene where the guy comes up to a tree and the tree comes to life and it has three boobs. And the guy gets like <laughs> ensconced in this tree's bosom. And the tree is like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I just remember being like 11 and being like, what's happening? What's the and my point mom of that letting scene? me watch this movie because, you know, it was animated. What is that? Like, what's supposed to be happening there? I don't even remember. Oh, my God. But the book is by Peter Beagle, if you want to read it. It's a good time. Yeah, I think we had that. Is that, like, a illustrated, like, a graphic novel? I don't know. The original book's not. There's a graphic novel version of it, I think. Um, Pan's Labyrinth, which we've talked about before. Love that movie. Always good. It's really good. I love a good dark fantasy um edward scissorhands i've never seen edward scissorhands really yeah it's one of those where it's like entertaining but it's definitely more like aesthetic than anything else yeah it's that like tim burton aesthetic that i just Mm -hmm. i'm very whatever very whatever Mm -hmm. about it yeah i think it's worth seeing one time just because it's like interesting visually I feel the same way about Beetlejuice. Um, I watched Beetlejuice like recently the whole way through for the first time and it was okay. Like again, I would watch it once, but not more than once, I don't think. Yeah, but no, never seen it. Um, what else? Oh. Do you remember the Page Master? I sure do. Books that came to life. Hell yeah, I remember the Page Master. Macaulay Culkin. Uh huh. That was like that peak era where you would have like Space Jam era, where you'd have one real person and then everything else be animated. Yeah, and I think like I don't know if fantasy movies like that are popular for like kids movies anymore, but there was a time when there's like a lot of them. Mm Mhm. It was like a thing. It was Mm -hmm. a trend, if -hmm. you will. Yeah, I remember the page master scaring me. I don't remember the plot of it or anything, but I do remember being scared. But I used to get scared of everything, so <laughs> it's not a good parameter. You're like, I'm parameter, scared of it right barometer, now. barometer, measurement barometer? tool, <laughs> gauge. <laughs> you know, it's a great fantasy, like uh, The Witcher. Oh, yeah, that show's really good. I've read those books, actually, some of them. Yeah, and the video game's really fun, too. The Witcher books are good. I wouldn't put them up on my, like, top favorite list. I think they probably suffer a little bit from translation fatigue. Translation, and they're also, like, a series of short stories, which aren't, like, really my thing. Mm. I don't really like a lot of short stories either. Yeah. Um, Dragon's Age is a fantasy video game, and it's my favorite thing in the entire world. I love it so much. (laughs) What happens in Dragon's Age? Like, what's the point? What's the It's all about, like, a world that's been kind of decimated by plague. And um, 
there are these temple they're essentially templar knights who have like gone evil or whatever and obviously like depending on what choices you make throughout the game like you take different sides or whatever um but basically like the end boss of it is like defeating all these evil priests essentially and um Mm -hmm. this giant dragon at the end i've been thinking about getting a video game console and getting into video games I have an Xbox. I like it. Here's the thing, though, is I'm like, I would want games that really focus on, like, storytelling and not, like... That's what I like. That's what I like. Yeah. Not, like, beating people up kind of thing. I don't get into that. So, everyone... I bought mine during quarantine because, you know me, I was panicked. and I was like, I'm gonna have Mm -hmm. nothing to do. So, I, like, bought a Switch. I bought an Xbox. Um, Everyone told me to buy a PlayStation, but Xboxes are cheaper and for the most part, you can get the exact same games, except Xbox, you can get like a digital Xbox. So you don't even like you can just download the games. Mm-hmm. I should look into that because I also wanted a switch when everyone was getting one. And I'm sure they're like more available now. And I have a job mm-hmm. now, so I could get one. You would you would love Animal Crossing. That yeah. is a Lindsay Abraham game. I think I would. I think I. here's the other you thing. Is I, Lindsay... I think I get too into it, though. <laughs> get one and then we can play pokemon together see i don't know pokemon like aren't they you're just making them fight each other like i don't know if i'd like no. it no you go on like a journey oh a journey to where <laughs> you to defeat the trainers in the gym to be fair my knowledge of pokemon is from like ancient pokemon on a game boy <laughs> color like pokemon <laughs> red uh this is like pokemon i don't even know which one i have um i haven't played it really yet because i knew i'd get obsessed yeah i don't really have time to be obsessed right now but yeah we, you sh- if you get animal crossing we can visit each other's islands <gasps> okay that might have yeah. to be like a christmas present to myself oh my gosh and then we we can give each other fruit and help each other grow stuff on our islands hush gave me so many good things when i first started my <laughs> island so that i could have all the fruits on my island she was so nice she would bring me stuff all the time and my cousin bought me stuff like she had this cool witch's hat and so i was like i really like that and she's like i'll buy you one and i'll send it to you and she did that's just great that sounds so nice yeah and you like sell stuff to these little raccoons and you go, like, you sell them anything. You sell them weeds, and they're so happy that you're selling them stuff. So and you have little villagers on your island. Do people still play Animal Crossing? Because it, like, blew up there for a second, but I've not really heard people talk about it. Yeah, people still play it. I also kind of, like, went at the library. We got, like, a virtual gaming system, and it was so fun. Yeah, I wonder if you can get V. I know you can get VR for PlayStation. I don't know if you can get VR for Xbox. So that would be something to consider. Yeah, I think I'm going to need something where I could eventually have that because I didn't think I would like it. But there are games where it's, yeah, like storytelling stuff and like Beat Saber, Mm -hmm. like stuff like that is fun. Yeah, so I on Xbox, you can get a um, like pass like it's like a try monthly pass basically where they give you access to like a hundred games and like all this stuff which i had for a while i don't have it right now because i don't have time to use it um but that was like a perk of it i don't know that playstation has something like that also just be aware with nintendo if you want to play online you do have to pay like a four dollar monthly thing to play online which if you want to visit somebody's island you have to be online obviously Mm -hmm, like you mm -hmm. can you can play offline but if you want to visit and engage you do have to have an online membership i play just dance that's what i play on the xbox right now yeah just dance is really fun it is and it's good workout because i've thought about before like video games like they seem really expensive like 50 or 60 dollars but you get like hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. of entertainment out of them so Mm -hmm. you take like by hour then it's you know not bad I will say I prefer to game on my computer, but I don't have enough money to buy a gaming PC, so Xbox mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> well, if I get something, I'll have to tell you, or if I get a Switch, I'll let you know. Yeah, if you get an Xbox, we can play Just Dance with each other. <laughs> It'll be great. All Let's right. see, Xbox, 
So Xbox, I guess, doesn't have VR yet, but they are going to. Ooh, okay. But you might have to have... Hmm, this is... This is vague. You might have to get the new Xbox when it comes out. It's not out yet. I feel like stuff like that tends to come out around like Christmas time. Is anything coming out around mm-hmm. Christmas? Well, PlayStation 5 just came out. So I imagine the Xbox Series X will come out soon. That's the next one. Oh, wait. Research. No, here's... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I say this like I know that much about this stuff. I definitely don't. <laughs> I definitely don't. I am going to, over Christmas break, download Dragon Age, the newer one, and play that. I'm very excited. I'm so excited. Wow. I feel like we were all over the place this episode. (laughs) We were. And you know what? I think we needed that. We've been so focused with our past episodes. Yeah, we've been focused, doing research, really structured. And today, we're just chilling out a little bit. This is true. Sometimes you need that. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Um, follow us on all the things. Subscribe. Things. Like. Leave a review. Please leave a review. Leave a review. <laughs> um, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.